I'm Ben Pugh, and you're listening to Impact, Parenting with Perspective, episode 133. This podcast is all about helping parents manage the mental and emotional drama that comes with parenting teens, so they can focus on what's most important, building rock-solid relationships and having a powerful impact on their teen's life. Join me each week as I dive into real tools to help you and your team turn struggles into strengths. Welcome back to the podcast. This will be the last podcast before Christmas. So, oh my goodness, Christmas is coming so soon. So before we start, I just want to tell you Merry Christmas, and I want to tell you thank you for joining me. And today I have a special Christmas gift for you. I have a special guest on my podcast, probably the most special guest. Those of you who have been guests on my podcast before, sorry if you feel bad. My wife is my guest. Hello, Deb. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Um, Many of you might not know this, but Deb and I actually hosted a podcast for foster parents for a little over a year. Yeah, I think so. And by a little over a year, I think we had like 53 episodes. Maybe it's 55. <laughs> but anyways, so today we are talking about traditions and I kind of have a unique take on traditions, and I just wanted to kind of help you as a parent explore how you can be creating impactful traditions in your own home. So, I don't know, anything you want to add about traditions? Nope, not yet. Okay. Deb's shy. I am not shy, so I'll probably do most of the talking. But I looked up what traditions actually are. Because I had never really defined that word. Like, seriously, for me, anytime I think of the word tradition, my mind just automatically starts singing tradition from Fiddler on the Roof. And you should sing it. I should sing it, but you guys can't pay me enough money <laughs> to get me to sing it. Uh, I am not a singer. I love musicals, though, but I am not a singer. But as I was looking up the word tradition, I really liked this definition from the interwebs. And it says, tradition is the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation. And that is just really powerful. I mean, think about that power that we have in the form or the act of transmissioning our customs and our beliefs from generation to generation. And I actually believe that we cannot help but pass down traditions. I, I think everyone has heard the story of like that lady who had cut the ends off of her ham to bake it. And her husband's like, why on earth do we do that? And she's like, it's really important. And he's like, yeah, but why do we do it? And she's like, I don't know. I'll call my mom and ask her. And they called the mom and she's like, I don't know, but it's really important. I'll call my mom and ask her. And eventually they talk to the grandma who's like, I don't know why you guys do it, but I just did it because 
back when I cooked hams, I had a little pan and a little oven and you had to cook or cut the ends off. That is an example of a tradition that has been unintentionally passed down. So as we talk about traditions, I want to invite you to explore what are some of your traditions. And I'm going to let Deb kind of elaborate. What's one of your favorite traditions in our home? So Ben loves to do a Christmas village. I don't know if y'all have. I love it. (laughs) Well, he likes to collect the houses and put them up. And by the end of Christmas, I'm ready to take it all down. But he puts it up, I take it down. But we all like it during Christmas. and, And we have a little lamb that I got forever ago. And I was a teenager from something. And we were like, oh, we should hide this lamb in the village so that we have like a reason to look for Christ in Christmas or the lamb, like the lamb of God, right? So we would hide it in the village and there were rules so they couldn't hide it behind houses or make it too hard. And all the kids really like finding it and hiding it. And the older kids like hiding it as hard as possible. And the little kids try to do that now, but <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. And that is such a fun tradition. And it's one that other people get to enjoy with us. Like earlier this month, I invited tons of people at my church. Hey, come check out our Christmas village. It's amazing. Some of the other traditions that I was thinking about in our home are like less Christmas oriented. As you explore your traditions, I want you to kind of use Christmas as a perfect example of a time of year where we all just embrace this tradition of Christmas and the power of these traditions. But I want you to realize that there are more traditions that take place throughout your whole entire life. And one tradition for me is football. I love football. And every season, I not every season, but most seasons, I try and help coach football somewhere. I watch a lot of football. And football is something I look forward to all year long. And it's kind of like Christmas, but longer. But this is another example of traditions that exist in my life. Uh, Deb, any ideas on any other traditions that maybe I don't think of off the top of my head? Well, because we're in Christmas, I think of Christmas things, but um, the kids always want to go look at Christmas lights, drive around, look at Christmas lights. Ben makes them count Christmas lights as we go from place to place. I think it's mostly to help them focus all of their crazy energy that they've got chit-chatting and yelling in the back of the car. (laughs) Um, Side note, once upon a time, we would take the kids looking at Christmas lights to help them kind of wind down and fall asleep. And I'd be like, okay, every time we pass a house with Christmas lights, I want you to yawn. (laughs) And it got to the point where every time I saw Christmas lights, I would have to yawn (laughs) and like program my children to yawn when they saw Christmas lights and unintentionally program myself to also (laughs) yawn, which I'm breaking myself of, but I now have the urge to yawn right now because I talked about it. But yeah, we all have traditions and it's powerful to really develop some awareness and understand what are your traditions. Now, the next question that I want you to explore is why, 
Oh, I forgot about one of my favorite traditions, by the way. I read the book A Christmas Carol every year, and I host a discussion about it in my parenting memberships. So the next question that I want you to explore is, why do you keep your current traditions? One of the things that I've noticed is that most people, including me, and probably including you, have unintentional traditions that they're holding on to without much awareness. And they don't really think about, well, why do I do this? Why? Like the story about the mothers who cook the ham, like they never once stopped to think, why are we still doing this? And the thing that I believe is so important about this is that traditions aren't bad and they're not good, but they can be very powerful. <clears throat> and so it's important that we understand why we do certain traditions. And so let's explore some of the traditions that I believe are not necessarily good during Christmas time. Some people have the tradition of going into debt and racking up lots of credit card debt. Um, I know in our house, all of our neighbors, I don't know why, but they're trying to fatten us up and they bring us all these delicious food and like that's just a tradition of Christmas that doesn't necessarily serve us. Deb, can you think of any traditions that don't necessarily serve us? Probably watching football all day. Yeah, I like <laughs> that's that. not Christmas. <laughs> uh, as part, it, it's I guess part it is of part of our Christmas because one of my favorite parts of Christmas is bowl season. There's like all these games going on all day long that I can just sit down and watch, and I have the excuse in my mind that, well, I sometimes write down one or two of the plays that I see in a game and I might want to implement it and it makes me a better coach. But probably not because you're doing a puzzle during those games. Yeah, that is true. That is another tradition. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's another tradition. (laughs) So I want to invite you, really explore why do you keep your traditions? Some of your traditions might not be worth keeping. Um, I'll talk to you about one of mine. I love the book, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I read it every year and I keep this tradition because it powerfully impacts my life. It helps me review my life and kind of explore the trajectory of my life. And it helps me recommit to who I want to be. And so that tradition, I'm like, man, I really want to keep this tradition. Now, another tradition, you guys don't know this about Deb, but she makes the best, all of a sudden I forgot what it is, cheesecake. Man, I get <laughs> lost in my thoughts. Anyway, she makes the best cheesecake. That is one of my favorite traditions. There's only one problem. It has a huge negative impact on my life. Positive impact on my taste buds, negative impact on my life. It makes me feel yucky and unhealthy. And inside, or aside from the momentary pleasure of eating this food, I now have the burden of having extra weight that I now want to lose. So the question is, why do I keep this tradition? And when I explore that, I realize, man, it's just that momentary pleasure. And I don't like feeling like I'm missing out. But when you understand why you keep your traditions, that then gives you the power to 
choose not to keep them anymore. Any ideas on any more traditions that maybe we should quit? <laughs> I don't know. Our kids like to make, well, and you like to make blueberry muffins and cinnamon rolls at um, conference time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Those of you who listen to the podcast who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know what conference is. Those of you who are not members, I'm going to explain it real quick. It is this big, long church meeting that happens two times a year, once in April and once in October. We have this tradition in our home of cooking blueberry muffins on Christmas Day, and it kind of makes blueberry muffins kind of special and cool. Well, this is before I understood programming and everything that I was doing to my kids. I was like, man, we're going to cook blueberry muffins on conference. And that's going to mentally kind of put them in the place of Christmas. And they're going to think, Oh, this is cool and special like Christmas. And yeah, that's one tradition that as I look at it, I'm like, Oh, that's a cool tradition, but it doesn't really serve me health wise. And it's definitely me trying to emotionally stimulate my children through their taste buds to, kind of brainwash them into at least liking and paying attention to conference. So yeah, that that's a good idea. So the next thing that I want to talk about, we've explored kind of what traditions are, what are your traditions, and why do you keep your traditions? I want to explore this next little idea of creating impactful traditions. And there are a few things that I'd like to invite you to explore when it comes to creating impactful traditions in your life. And one of those is, what impact would you like the tradition to have in your life? This is something that we don't often think of. I'm weird, and I apparently thought of this when I created the blueberry muffin tradition for conference weekend. But really explore what impact would you like the tradition to have in your life? Deb, I'm curious, what impact does the hiding and finding the lamb tradition have in your life? In mine specifically? Uh, Yeah, let's do yours and our family. Okay. So, I don't know. I think it helps me and even our kids think about Jesus during the holiday and why we're celebrating the holiday. Yeah, for me, it kind of like puts me in that Christmas spirit. I'm like, yes. Ben does not need help getting in the Christmas spirit. He is in the Christmas spirit right after Halloween. As soon as Halloween's down, (laughs) let's set up Christmas decorations. (laughs) Okay. So the next question I would like you to explore is, who would you like to impact with your tradition? Some traditions are probably just going to impact your life. And that's fine. You can totally just be like, no, I want this to change my life. When I was a high school principal on the Ute Indian Reservation, there were some traditions that I would intentionally explore. What impact will this have on my students? And one of the things that we did that became one of our traditions was we would do a boys and a girls retreat at the beginning of the year. And I was very intentional. The impact that I would like to have or the people I would like to impact are my students. And here's the impact I would like to have 
on their life. I'd like them to feel like they belong, like they're part of something bigger than themselves. The next question I would like you to explore is, what ways of being would your tradition require of you? And I don't know, Deb, you just chime in anytime you want. Okay. I'm way more talkative, (laughs) and I don't want to talk over you. But when it comes to ways of being, I think it would be really easy to focus on the doing of the tradition. And those of you who know my Be Do Have training, it's far more important to identify who you want to be so that when you do the tradition, you're doing it in alignment with who you are and who you want to be. So for our Christmas village, like one of my favorite lines in A Christmas Carol, they talk about Scrooge and how after he had kind of made this change, he was always known as someone who kept Christmas well. One of the ways of being for that Christmas village and hiding the lamb is being someone who loves Christmas, being someone who loves the Christ aspect and the religious part of Christmas. And that's kind of my way of being that helps me in that tradition. And the next question is, what ways of being would your tradition inspire in you? Sometimes there's a way of being like we want to be healthy, and that's why we're going to go to the gym. We're hoping going to the gym will help inspire us to be more healthy and kind of live into that way of being more. And then the next thing to explore is what values would you like to exhibit or share? And like the example of our Christmas village, it's the value of Christ and the value of faith and the value of hope. When I coach football, it's the value of hard work. It's the value of being a part of a team, being a part of something bigger than you. Anything you want to add to any of those questions or? No. I think that sounds good. All right. Yeah, I I do most of the talking. Deb is like (laughs) the brains of our business, and I just talk. (laughs) All right. So when you think about creating impactful traditions, and I want to invite you to create impactful traditions in your family, I want you to explore what are these values? What are these ways of beings or ways of being that you want to implement? And one of the most powerful gifts that you can give your future self and your future family is the gift of an impactful tradition. And I want you to just think of this whole process of creating a powerful tradition as a gift. And one thing that you'll have to remember is that you don't have power to control people outside of you. So please don't do this with the expectation that everyone will appreciate what you're doing and everyone will buy in. You just do it because this is what you feel like you want. There's a few powerful traditions that I wanted to share with you guys from my own life. Um, For the past few years, I wake up early and I greet the sun, which Deb joined me in doing today or today. (laughs) You have a new birthday. Are you, are you any year older? I'm almost a month older. I wish I could celebrate another birthday. But wasn't that fun sitting there together watching the sun come up? Yeah, it was. It just ah, it just helps ground me. Um, I love helping people. That is one of my highest values. Um, coaching football, like that changes my life. And 
These are just powerful traditions that help me be who I am and realize that your most powerful traditions, they're not going to be extravagant and wild and crazy. They're just going to be a part of who you are. So I want to share some words of motivation. If you want to create an impactful tradition, do it. Commit to it. Feel free to share why you're doing it. Or if you want, just keep it to yourself. These traditions are a powerful force in humanity. And we can't control whether or not we create traditions. It's going to happen naturally. So embrace that, harness that power, and be intentional. Okay, Deb, anything that you want to share with us? Anything you want to say before we go? No, I think that you got it. (laughs) Okay, here's what I want to say to everyone. If you want to be the parent of your dreams in 2023, come join me. I am relaunching the Firmly Founded Parent, and it is amazing. There are amazing parents just like you who are in this membership from me carrying it over from what we're doing in the past. If you want to stop fighting with your teen, if you want to stop questioning your parenting and regretting how you're being as a parent, and you want to learn how to connect with your inner wisdom and parent with confidence, come join the Firmly Founded Parent going into 2023. There are some amazing opportunities where you can work with me one-on-one for much less money than you might think it would cost you to work with me one-on-one. Simply go to Geez, I am terrible at remembering links. It's benpewcoaching.com. Yeah, just go to the show notes. Yeah, go to the show notes. I I do think it might be benpewcoaching.com slash new FFP. Oh, yeah, I think it is benpewcoaching.com slash new FFP. Or just go to the show notes at firmly founded parent.com slash one three three click on the button down at the bottom and come join us in this amazing powerful membership and start being the parent of your dreams today thank you for joining me i will talk to you soon thank you for listening to this episode one of my highest values is helping others and If you're like me, the type of person who likes to help others, please share this podcast with your friends and family. If you've found this helpful, they will too. Also, I want to help you. If you have any questions, you can email me at ben at benpewcoaching.com. I might even address your question on a future podcast episode. And if you would like to work with me one-on-one, which space is very limited, Or if you'd like to learn more about one of my memberships or courses, please email me at ben at benpewcoaching.com. Lastly, can I ask a favor? I believe that we're here for two reasons. First, to grow personally, and second, to help others grow. If you would be so kind, please leave a positive review on iTunes sharing your own personal growth. This will help inspire other parents to achieve their own growth. I'd be grateful for your assistance as we work together to transform more families.